everyone, welcome to Beyond the Dance Floor podcast, a place to learn more about what goes on beyond what you see on the dance floor. It's about mentality, history, and how the skills you learn in breaking or the arts in general can apply more broadly to the rest of your life. Today we talk with creation of the original Roods, Ready to Rock, and the DJ duo Two Guys, and what a talk. It was a real honor to have Creation share his thoughts and knowledge on culture and hip-hop as a Vietnamese slash Cree First Nations. He talks about his history, the Edmonton scene, and connecting with other native dancers out there, his experiences in hip-hop as a First Nations Cree youth, and reconnecting with his native roots, powwow culture and a bit of that history, medicine wheel teachings, and so much more. Really powerful talk, and we didn't even have time to talk about his DJing and beat production journey either. So definitely have to have him back on to share more because he's just a really interesting guy with a lot to share. And also, he has one of the smoothest voices in the business. So, so with that said, enjoy the talk. Peace. All right, what's up, everybody? We're here with Creation, Original Roots, Ready to Rock, Two Guys. Uh, thanks for taking the time to come on this podcast thing. And uh, yeah, share your thoughts and stuff. Appreciate it. Yeah, man, it's great to be here, bro. Uh, thanks for the invite. Yeah, um, you've been one of the guys that I really wanted to have share your thoughts because you're—I don't know—you're just one of the more interesting people that I've met, like through breaking through <laughs> hip hop in a good way. I, I don't mean that like you're some weird guy or anything like that. No, it's all good. Even if I was a weird guy, <laughs> I, I am a weird guy. Yeah. Um, so. Usually I get people to just kind of give a little personal history for anyone that might not know who they are. So if you don't mind. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> start off. Uh, Tanse, um, Matthew Nasigasun, Creation, uh, Miskachi Wiskaigan, Treaty 6 Territory. Uh, my name is Matthew, uh, also known as Creation. Uh, I reside in uh, Edmondson, Alberta, Miskachi Wiskaigan, Treaty 6. Uh, Cree First Nations, uh, my background, also Vietnamese, where's, where my handle kind of, well, I guess we'll probably speak on that later. But uh, um, yeah, I've been dancing for, you know, 20 years, um, you know, more of just like the love of the dance, of course, competitively in my, you know, in my teens and in, uh, in my 20s. And um, now just like uh, it's reconnected me with my culture. So like... Uh, coming from my indigenous background, I'll be able to share that with some of the questions that you asked, though, too. But uh, um, yeah, just uh, the journey through hip hop, man, just wanting to learn. Uh, my first taste was probably like five years old. So so ever since then, that's kind of been the, the get go from there. But uh, but definitely um, what got me into this is, you know, community is uh, mm being able to connect with other people, like-minded people. But uh, but yeah, uh, it basically got me into DJing. It got me into making beats. It got me into hosting events. And, and uh, right here, Edmonton, Alberta. Um, yeah, man. Nice, nice. Can you, uh, can you take us through a bit of like your early years? Like 
how you met, how you got into the culture and like what introduced it to you or whatever. Yeah, yeah, all good, man. Um, so for me, my mom, my late mom, uh, Diane Wood, uh, Good Fish Lake, uh, originally from, and that's, you know, my, my, my lineage is, uh, uh, she introduced me to, to ceremony, to powwow, round dances in, in my culture uh, since birth. So uh, I was always heavily, you know, surrounded by, you know, dance, ceremony, and culture itself. And that's kind of like, you know, that's, you know, the origin story of like what got me into really loving music and dance. And then I would say uh, when I was about five years old, we had a, a skating rink. Uh, it was uh, the roller rink uh, called Sports World. And this is like 88. Um, and I saw, you know, I was, um, I think it was like a party or something or, or just a, you know, family gathering. All, all of our cousin relatives want to go out and, and I was five years old and I was I was terrified to, to like put skates on me and, and, and go skating so uh, the whole thing of that why I'm sharing that is because I got put into the little the waiting box or, or just on the side to, to kind of just watch I was terrified I know I remember like having tears I was definitely crying and uh, so you know my ma Dukes you know put me on the side so you could watch you don't have to skate I'm not gonna force you to do something you don't want to do. Yeah. And uh, and it's really crazy. Like for me, a lot of like my memories definitely, you know, pull from being five years old. Like I could vivid, vividly, you know, strongly remember a lot of uh, of things that happened in that in that era, that that state of my life or that time in my life. Um, but uh, but yeah, as I was watching, I saw people in the middle. People are all, you know, roller skating, zooming by, you know, dancing while they're roller skating. This is the four wheels. I'm not talking about the, the, the one line. With the four wheels, and which is really crazy too today, is that it's uh, become uh, it's come popular again. Yeah. Not that it ever died; it's always been alive. You know, just like breaking, it's something that I've you know been doing more research, and I've been like, yeah, I want to reconnect with that. But going back to being <laughs> on the sideline, is uh, I I looked in the middle, and all of a sudden I saw these people like spinning, like spinning on their backs, spinning on their head doing like hand glides, all these, you know, things I didn't quite understand at the time as a kid. I was just like, wow, they're spinning on their back. What are they doing? I didn't know it was a dance or anything, mm -hmm. even though like there's music. I just thought, you know, these people are, these people are weird. They're crazy, you know, <laughs> and they weren't doing what the people are doing on the outside, like skating in a circle all the way mm -hmm. around and, and dancing. But they were, you know, they were dancing in the middle. And uh, I just remember like that, just like to this day, and something that really impacted me and, and I knew, like, I didn't know at the time, but I was like, wow, that's really cool. And so, you know, leaving that spot and then, you know, going to other gatherings that such as ceremony, like round dances and powwows, uh, there was a similar, like, energy to, the, to, that, to that roller rink that I, that I saw. And I couldn't quite pinpoint it, but mm. now I can. Now that I matured and kind of, like, I could reassess or uh, reflect on, the, on that on that experience and as a kid i just remember like going to a powwow and or a round dance and then because the circle happens also you know in powwow and round dances is that uh in my head as a kid i was like yo where's the people who come in the middle and do all the spins you know like where's the heads like where? i didn't know what it was called i just knew like they just spun on the ground yeah and so in my head just being as like imaginative as i was i was like just waiting, like waiting for those people to show up, thinking that because the circle was just exactly like the roller rink, that the people that were 
there we're going to show up to, to the power i just like i thought all the whole world you know was connected we all yeah, yeah, like yeah. the same you know like i just figured like we all everybody knew each other in that kind of sense because my world mm-hmm. was very you know it was very very condensed being in my involved in my with you know being raised by my mom but as a little kid you think you know as far as you could see that's the world you know yeah, yeah exactly so so yeah i just really figured that uh these dancers would show up uh, and then start doing their spins and so then when they didn't show up as a kid i was like well maybe if i go in and then start doing some of the moves they were doing <laughs> they're going to show up so i mean i mean i'm five years old i can't you know I, I didn't know how to spin i didn't know any techniques but i started dragging myself on the ground doing like this like you could like a turtle but like dragging my legs and like yeah, yeah, just yeah. going in a circle and i'm looking around i'm like yo we're where are these dances at? But then, you know, didn't show up, but then, uh, you know, still being there for, 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 for being involved in my culture. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom was like, get off the ground, you're being silly and you're getting clothes dirty. And then, uh, you know, fast forward, going into my teen years, then that's when it really struck. That's when I started seeing like, you know, movies uh, with breaking and it just made me have a flashback right back to being five years old. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, seeing like much music and rap city, that was something yeah. that another like uh, sourced for me because I'm in Edmonton, Alberta, and this is like this is we're considered oil town, you know. So I feel mm. like the energy here is like is very like we're like the Texas of of, of, of Canada, you know, right. and uh, it's very like country hick style, and and it's all about hockey and and all that stuff. But uh, uh, for me, yeah, just getting that that source. Or learning from someone that had that those those skills, there wasn't you know for me there I didn't have that connection at the time. Being you know from my teen years, it was just something that I would see in like magazines, you know Source magazine, uh, mm-hmm. Word Up magazine, uh, you know just little things that I would catch also from my relatives <laughs> that would like share with me. And basically, you know, my relatives introduced me to to, to more hip hop. They mm-hmm. gave me tapes. Uh, you know, I remember like Wu-Tang tapes, you know, like there's Gangstar, uh, even MC Hammer, you know, um, <laughs> just stuff like that it was kind of the, the heavy influence of seeing like, uh, I even remember watching like Saturday Night Live and seeing like MC Hammer on there and being like, yo, that's what I want to do. Like, these guys are crazy. Like, yeah, yeah. like the energy that came with it. And then there was something to it that as well that I didn't quite connect it. Now that I, you know, that I'm mature and, and I understand it a lot more, it was why I was drawn towards it because my mom uh, introduced me to my culture, you know, since, since birth. And so as a, as a young tiny tot, you know, we call them tiny tots when you're like five and, and just you're a little, a little young one, you know. And when you go to a powwow, if you, uh, if you if, even if you don't have regalia, if you go in the middle and when it's, uh, they call it the tiny tots, uh, after you dance, they give you five bucks. So then it was like, nice. yo, I get candy, I can get some, get some toys. You know what I mean? I'm gonna get some glow sticks. You know, all these little things that, you know, little little prizes and stuff that you yeah, yeah, yeah. you go to a powwow. Uh, especially like there's, you know, powwow is there could be ceremony, uh, there could be traditional powwows, but also competition powwows as well. So mm-hmm. um, it just like the more I matured, I started to realize that's why I was pulled into this dance. You know, what mm-hmm. everybody known as breaking. Yeah. Um, and it just like, it was the connection. It was the parallel of this dance that why, why I continue to, to still, you know, practice today 
or I don't even say practice. I can't say that those words because I'm more just dance. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. Not really, you know. Yeah, I guess. Uh, but uh, but yeah, that uh, in my teen years, that was something you know. All my relatives they were into hip hop, and I just I, I, caught, I caught the bug. I wanted to learn yeah. more. You know, yeah. I really wanted to to dig deeper and and do my homework and just find more people that were involved in this dance. And it just so happens that uh, um, the indigenous community, it just it spread like wildfire. Like, mm -hmm. you know how, you know, you can go in New York and all the boroughs and you could find, you know, it was the, the mission for the dancer to find who was the top dancer in that borough and battle him, you know? It was like that, that samurai, you were like, you know, that ronin, you were trying to find who was top and, 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 and go battle, whether it be the individual or crews, right? So, so for me out here, that same energy existed because uh, all the indigenous communities, you can go to any reserve back like in the, in the mid nineties, late nineties, and you could find someone who, who danced, who did this, mm. who did this style. And a lot of it here though, too, was all about like power and like blowups. A lot, mm. a lot of people will know that our, our, our uh, community, our area was known for like power moves and like spin moves. And so, so yeah, like, at one point, like I was saying, like you can go to any reserve and there's lots of reserves in my area. And even throughout Canada, you know, a lot of natives really took took this this uh this 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 dance style, the the how you carry yourself in hip hop culture, they're really drawn towards it because um as you know, many know the history of hip hop comes from oppression. And so uh living in Canada uh, as an indigenous person, we were, you know, we were definitely hit with a lot, you know, discrimination, pressure, yeah, yeah. genocide, you know, uh, there's a lot of history yeah. uh, of how Canada was built on, on the backs of indigenous, the black community, also the Asian community though, too, with the railroads and all that stuff. But I won't get too much into that, but, uh, <laughs> um, you know, these are things that are definitely help you understand, you know, for yeah, me for sure. to, to the history and why I continue to dance and why, you know, why I still, um, you know, love to share and, 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 you know, do as much as I can in terms of giving back because, uh, as an indigenous person, you know, in our, in my culture, it's never about take, take, take. It's about yeah. like, whatever you take, you also have to give back, you know, and these teachings all are embedded into things, uh, such as the medicine wheel teachings. And also the seven sacred teachings, which talks about, you know, there's courage, there's love, humility, truth, wisdom, uh, you know, knowledge, uh, the, like the whole, the whole, how, how you carry yourself basically and how right. you treat others. Yeah. And so all these things are, are, are things that were taught to me at a young age. And then later on, I started to really see the connection of, of hip hop culture and how, you know, hip hop. Um, the, the, the hip hop that I've started to really, you know, learn more about was about uplifting community, you know, um, uh, a, tools, a way to, you know, uh, to, 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 to put more love out there than, than there is hate, you know, cause a lot of violence, especially even within hip hop, there's always the, excuse me, the double side, there's also the other side of the coin though too, you know? So yeah, yeah. there's the mainstream hip hop and then there's the hip hop that, we're, we're heavily involved in though too is community and, and uplifting the people and just giving the people a voice, you know? So, um, as an indigenous and Vietnamese kid, young kid growing up, 
uh, I just wanted to fit in some, like I just wanted to like belong somewhere, you know? And so hip hop was like, it was that for me. I, and it was also like rebellious stages though too, because even for my own community, being like, you know, which a half or people will call or 50-50 or, you know, mixed race is uh, sometimes you get, you know, you get bullied from both sides. Mm -hmm. And so for me, um, I, you know, me and my mom, my mom was a single parent growing up and raised me. So, you know, for me, I just like looked at myself as like native to the, to the core, you know, Mm -hmm. and not really acknowledging my Asian side because I always got picked on for that, even for my family or even through my Vietnamese side, you know, so. Um, growing up, I just wanted to like belong somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then when hip hop came along, it was like, yeah, this is for me. I think that this is it. This is like, this is what I want to do. And I even told like my relatives, like, you know, my cousins, even my mom, I was like, yo ma, this is, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And, and, uh, this is, this, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a professional at this. Of course you get the chirps, you know, the mom gives me tough love. My late mom gave me tough, tough love. Give me a good chuckle and be like, yeah, 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 just quit making all that damn noise banging on the floor, you know? But, um, and even my relatives just having a good laugh because cause we didn't have, you know, the, the resources to like, to learn about, you know, hip hop because we're we're in the middle of basically Timbuktu, you know, in Edmonton, Alberta is known as, you know, Hicktown. So, so, you know, I get the laughs and chirps, but, uh, you know, perseverance and, and, and resiliency though too is, is kind of just I really loved it. It was something that like when I saw it, and then when I started to see the connection of where what it would what, what the whole co- the culture embodied though too. How like the DJ, the dancers, the MC, the graffiti writers. These all just like it was like a big explosion in in my head. The fact that that this culture existed, and that you know the parallels between uh, being indigenous as well. You know, and the history where it comes from, and the oppression that you know that happens that happened in in New York and the communities where it comes from, you know. So, so it was a way for me to just like I didn't need I didn't need to be like this jock. I didn't need to be like uh, the smartest kid in the room. Although, like for me, I definitely identify as a nerd growing up because I was always into like nerdy things, like like definitely video games and and like like model, like car models, or even like, I remember getting into like the, the figurines and it was like orcs and like, uh, army yeah. guys and like <laughs> painting them like Warhammer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's so yeah. hype. Yeah. Man. So, <laughs> yeah I was it was cause like, you know, a couple friends, you know, they were into that. <clears throat> yeah. And then just the fact that the arts, the art aspect of it and like how you yeah, could yeah. just like create your own army. Yeah. I thought that was badass. You know, I was like, yeah. yo, that's, that's something I want to do. But then realizing later on, though, too, like it, it's mad expensive. And, and Ma, Dukes, Ma Dukes wasn't wasn't trying to like pay into that. Yeah. And also like want to keep me safe, though, too, because, you know, I, I, you know, the neighborhoods that I lived in wasn't always the, the most positive. Not that we I lived in like, you know, hard, hard, hard life, but uh, just definitely the, the areas I lived in were the inner city. And just like, you know, the, the, the places where I lived, where there was always something going on, you know? So uh, she wanted to keep me safe. So she wasn't trying to like put funds into my war, my war hammer, <laughs> but she was definitely, uh, well, my safety. So she put me into like Taekwondo classes, but nice. uh, skip that because that's nothing to do with hip hop. But uh, I mean, the connection of, you know, 
martial arts, definitely there's a connection to hip hop. Yeah. But uh, to speak on the story is, uh, yeah, it was just something I wanted to really embrace. I started to see uh, more of it happening uh, at school dances. There was more like native kids uh, uh, embracing this dance style. And there was a few key people that I linked up with later on. And, and we, you know, we formed a, a crew out here in Edmonton and then started traveling. And uh, it was cats like uh, my, uh, my brother James Jones, uh, uh, Lee Beaver, uh, Jake, uh, Jordan Roasting, uh, and then later on meeting up with like Shane Martell. And these are all like indigenous cats and uh, native uh, indigenous uh, artists and, and, and cats that I, that I grew up with or, or grew, growing up and knowing about. And then it was the ciphers and it was, it was getting into the dance that where I got the new know more of these people or we got to know each other and then we realized like yo you're native yo i'm native yo let's make a crew bro like this is like it, it just meant to be you know yeah, yeah and then uh given some opportunities you know like uh especially through james he really had a an early career through through dance at a really young age I, he started traveling like 13 14 uh, and uh, all the way to now and uh <clears throat> for me i was just doing like you know backspins i was doing the worm uh coffee grinder couldn't didn't quite know like the the whole blueprint yet you know the whole the foundation of it and uh and everybody was doing power moves and at the time i wasn't really you know really keen on i mean i wanted to learn all the power stuff though too but uh, at the same time in my head i was like yo i want to be i want to do my own style how do i like how do i like uh how do i contribute to this, you know, this collective of people that I've linked up with, and I don't want to look the same. That was mm. something I already knew mm. as learning about powwow culture as well. Because in the dance, we have competition, we have we have traditional, but uh, but and there's many styles within powwow culture, and a lot of the dancers have their own style. So I already knew about originality through my culture. So as soon as I got into hip hop, into breaking, uh, I knew I needed to have my own style. So then I wanted to like go and search for more than just like head spins and flares and all that, which our, our community, our city was known for. And it wasn't like till like we started to watch like VHS tapes, seeing like cast like Remind, which was like mind blowing to me because it was another native like on a whole like different like dimension at the time, frequency. And, and, and just Style Elements crew, a, a lot of West Coast crews too, you know, like um uh just like seeing them on vhs tapes and kind of being like whoa these guys do that over there like damn i didn't know that existed like these crews yeah. are over there and it just opened up these portals and it opened up my mind to being like yo what's this stuff they do on top because i wasn't used to seeing anybody do anything on top it was right away to the ground right away to like power moves and dynamic moves and so once i saw that i was like seeing cats like Remind, you know, Crumbs, Poe One, all these guys and like style elements definitely, you know, was a huge influence for me. Um, and then many other crews from the West Coast though too. Um, but uh, but that, that was kind of like my first kind of VHS tape, seeing like Freestyle Session uh, 2, Freestyle Session 3, 2, 3, 4, and 5. Those good I had ones. those tapes. Those I got those ones. tapes, yeah. It was thanks to also JJ because he's the one who traveled and then brought those tapes back home to our to our city. Right. So 
he was our he was our resource though too because he was like he was traveling at a very early age and, and getting into these spaces and getting access to tapes but then yeah we would just sit home and back into our you know back into the garage at jj's spots or our other homie spots and we watch these vhs tapes and be like yo we gotta learn we gotta learn and like not necessarily like bites because we knew like biting right away that's like frowned upon you know so mm. it was uh we wanted to like just get inspiration and then hit the lab and be like yo i want to create like create something off of like something you know your the influences that you had so um yeah it was like those 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 times right there is what helped you know lead me into like wanting to like learn more of the dance uh you know be a, be a practitioner and 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 find places find other people who dance and then i started to roll with a a, a crew uh, it was more of like a performance you know going to different reserves conferences and schools and it was about empowering our our the youth mm -hmm. and so i was totally like wet behind the years i only knew a couple moves but jj you know he saw the fire burning in me and i really wanted to dance and so he's like yo you should come on and do a show with us and, and talk to these kids i was like yo i don't know how to talk to anybody i was totally like not a social person at all and i only had a couple moves but because you know someone gave me that opportunity and believed in me i was like all right yo let's go and it was an opportunity to leave like the Edmonton and I've never at that time I've never left the city other than going to my reserve or going to powwows around the surrounding community so so you know um given the opportunity to travel and then do shows we went to places like uh um California to different reserves around there but mainly around Alberta a lot of our our shows and performances were at conferences and schools uh mm -hmm. and reserves around Alberta and then uh, we would do performance. We would do, you know, the MC would do his thing. And then uh, we would dance. We would get our, our, our opportunity to, to showcase. And then there'd also be a component where we were just sitting in a sharing circle and all of us would share, like, how we got where we, we were today. And at that time, you know, fast forwarding, going into that opportunity, that's when I was like, you know, in 18, 19, 20. And that's when I was like, yo, I'm taking this dance serious. In my 13 to you know to 17 it was more just like for fun and it wasn't like something that i knew that would allow me to like take this like into a career even as a kid when i told my parents you know my mom or my my relatives that i was going to do it as a full-time career it was just me being very you know naive at the time thinking that like i am going to learn this right now i'm going to learn it overnight you know but yeah. then i realized you know it took it takes time you have to meet other people that are you know involved in this and then I did. I did that. I started to to attend uh, more events that there was more other other dancers, other other uh, people who who did breaking. And then there was uh, competitions that popped up between Edmonton and Calgary as well, the rivalry, you know. Uh, but also traveling out to Vancouver, and then um, being exposed to that scene, and then just seeing like, whoa, people are crazy out over here. That means I just need to practice even harder back where I'm from. And so then the opportunity to travel, though, too, in all these different major cities across Canada, United States, uh, it was our duty, our due diligence to find, you know, who was like the top crew in that city or if where, where, where was the practice spot. And a lot of times, though, too, in that era, 
you know, not everybody's going to invite you to, to their practice. You know, it was like, mm-hmm. unless you're a crew or you're down with them affiliated in some way or you're cool in some way, you know, they, they knew you were cool, then they would invite you to their practice. And luckily, we kind of had that past, though, too, because we were all indigenous crew. And a lot of people that we seeked or we found out about, they were, you know, they were had an indigenous background or they were just like, oh, yo, natives, yo, y'all, y'all are dope. I know about y'all. I learned about you in school. And it was like, well, you maybe learned a bit about us, but but uh, you probably didn't learn, you know, the truths. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to get I don't want to get too much into that either. <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be a whole inter- other interview. But um, but yeah, kind of just like fast forwarding through the timeline is, you know, going from my teens into my early 20s. That's kind of what really, you know, even gave me the the, the energy and, and, and the bug even stronger to like just keep digging and then just traveling. That's what mm-hmm. really opened my mind and helped me to develop my style of too by meeting like, you know, other people in their city and the top people or just people that, that were like regarded high up there or their, their names was tied to like, yeah, that, that person like wins all the battles or you, you don't want to, you don't like that person's a problem, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, it was like, yeah, every time we traveled, we just, we just like would send out the bat signal. And if we got a response, then we would show up, we'd show up, you know, we had like the B-boy forms back in the day, like uh, B-boy world and oh, freestyle yeah. session. So we didn't have Facebook, you know, you didn't have, you know, we had like uh, the messenger and, and, and MySpace and, and hi-fi things all like this. Definitely dating <laughs> myself right here. Uh, you know, now nah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's what really helped us like be exposed more to like the, the, the true essence of hip hop, that exchange. And it helped us expand our minds that it wasn't just, you know, it wasn't just us. It wasn't just us mm-hmm. in Edmonton. There was many people. We already knew there was many dancers around there. But, you know, when you're in a secluded area, you don't think about other people. You're trying to like, you're trying to like focus on you. But then knowing that other people are practicing, that was the energy that helped you get good though too. Because if you're going to show up to other person's city in battle, you didn't want to go there, you know, not prepared. So, mm-hmm. you know, traveling to places like Vancouver, Toronto, even Ottawa, uh, helped us in our early, like the early 2000s, helped us kind of like mold us and and um, and challenge us to be like, I, you know what you know now, now you travel and you see these other natives over here, what are you going to do? You know, like, why are you going to, what's going to keep you dancing? And it was like, yo, I don't want to be whack, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to get smoked by these people next time I see them, you know? So, you know, there was many moments though too, we would just pull up and find a club and we didn't know anywhere anybody's at, and then stumble upon, you know, like cats like crazy smooth, you know, to tell tell a story about like I think it was like 03, 2003. We just pulled up to this club. We did a show in Ottawa. We didn't know anybody in Ottawa. And we we're like, yo, maybe if we go to a club at that this time though too, that was a more of a kind of a, a relevant or what's the word I'm looking for? It it was more often to happen that you would meet another like, you know, b boy, b girl at the club, not. You know, not as much as today, especially yeah, yeah. with the whole, you know, situation. But uh, that was like, all right, let's just show up to the club and maybe we'll find someone. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, we just go in there. We're, we, you know, we're walking in there like we're mobbing through and we're like, yo, we're the shit. You know, like we're, we're like, we're badass. We're like, we're just going to take this spot over. We start breaking and yo, Crazy Smooth shows up. 
mm. and we're like, yo, who's this guy? He starts dancing around us, like around circles around us and just like top rocks and just like yeah. giving us all like, he just knew too. He totally baited us because yeah. he saw us from afar. He saw us walk in and been like, oh, I know what these guys are about. And then of course us being a crew, we're like, yo, we could smoke anybody. I mean, we held our own. I'm not going to like talk on here in this interview and be like, yo, you know, crazy smooth, like wipe this on the floor, you mop this up. But you know, we held our own, but then it was that exchange. It was that exchange to break the ice and then be like, yo, uh, where are you guys from? I'm from here and I know about these people. And then he started to name out names like people that I didn't know at the time. He started t telling us about, cause we told him that we're in indigenous. And he's like, yo, you gotta meet up my brother Q-Rock. He's a, he's, a, he's a native out here who's in touch with his culture and he he uh, he he puts he he uh, he puts both breaking and and powwow culture together. And right there, that was like that's what we were looking for. We were looking for that 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 frequency. We were trying to figure out. You know, we knew that we were. You know, we come from the indigenous community, but we didn't quite understand, or it didn't click with us that we already had. You know, a resource to pull from. We didn't know powwow could be our influence to create our own style. So it was the connections like that, that kind of connected the dots. And then to meet more <clears throat> indigenous, more natives that were, that were, you know, practicing in this way and, and involving their, their roots. And then, um, that was the jump off, man. That was really kind of the jump off for me because then I started thinking about like smudge. You know, when we, we smudge, it's to, to cleanse your mind, body, and soul. Um, it's a way of prayer. You know, think of loved ones who you lost or you pray for the new ones that are coming in as well. Or if you just know someone that's going through a rough time, you know, you want to put good energy out there for them. And mm -hmm. so we would we would smudge. We'd have a smudge bowl and our sage or sweetgrass or uh, there's many different medicines you could use to smudge. And so, like, the actions of smudging is, like, cleansing your mind, what you see, what you hear, you speak, your heart, and also, you know, everything around you. It's kind of like, it's like creating a force field. And mm -hmm. so instantly when, when you know, Smooth talked about, you know, Q-Rock, and then also meeting Q-Rock later down the road, and other, also other natives in our journeys, um, it was just like, yep, this is, this is us, this is our style. This is, we, we've been doing this, native people, been doing hip hop just it, it's through our culture you know we've been mm -hmm. dancing we've been doing graffiti we've been doing music you know we've been bringing community together you know we've been creating hope we, we create that that lights and, and a way to be proud of your heritage and so 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 it just it just it was a big bang theory right there basically you know it it, it helped us be proud of who we are uh, who we are and just find ways to like uh, inspire others though too as being like yeah you could be you could do hip-hop and you could be native and one thing that was always a thing from relatives in our community was uh you know teasing and chirps you know that tough love was was like if we did a lot of times when you're trying to learn hip-hop people would be like yo why are you why are you trying to be black bro like why are you trying to act black that was always a thing hmm. and and now i definitely you know have at that time, I didn't know how to like answer that though too, because yeah, in my mind though too, it was like, yeah, it does come from come from the black community, but but now that I'm mature and, and understand it a lot more, 
it's like, yo, Nada's been doing this this style. We've been doing hip hop. Just yeah. again, like I go back to that. We just it wasn't called hip hop. We were we were practicing practicing our culture, and we've done dances, and we've and and a lot of our our, our dances are also have been an influence on on hip hop as well. You see it um, with a lot of like the classic um, artists that you know they were you know they would sometimes. Fortunately, they would, you know, put a headdress on. At the time, you know, it was it was okay. But now that we start to really understand the cultural appropriation and it's not, you know, as a fly thing as before, but, you know, our fashion, the way we dressed in our, 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 our traditional attire and even the way we danced. Some of the original dancers, when they saw, you know, power dancers, they wanted to grab that bounce. Mm-hmm. And so you could see it in the boyoing. You could see it in even some of the terminologies called the Indian step, the Apache step. These are all influences from a lot of the young generation when they were creating hip hop was to be like, yo, yo, you see those moves? <clears throat> I want to do it just like that. Just like even in martial arts, you know, the influence coming from there, yeah. coming from tap dance. And so um, at the time, I didn't quite understand that or have that connection or be able to explain it that way. But now that, you know, I'm 37 today and um, I could definitely, you know, I could I could share that and share that that energy and, and, and my influence and how it's helped develop my style. Because even today, like uh, I, I'm not as active as like, you know, battling or mm-hmm. or, or um, yeah, being active in that sense. But definitely, you know, I'm out there in ciphers. I'm out there trying to share as much as I can with the dance to to show people that this is a dance first and foremost, and then showing them that parallel as a grass dancer, as a traditional grass dancer, and showing them, you know, top rock rocking and showing them how they complement each other very well. And so, um, I hope I'm not being too long-winded here. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's perfect. Like, uh, you kind of like covered almost like half the stuff that I was going to ask you in yeah, that one. See, I warned you. I warned you. No, no, no. It's perfect though. Cause like <laughs> I want people to, to be able to just speak freely and, and, and go where it goes. And, uh, man, there's a lot of stuff in that, that talk that, you know, uh, I don't know, speech almost <laughs> that yeah. you gave there, but, uh, that I want to touch on, like, um, you mentioned powwow a lot and, you know, I've heard, I've always heard that word and I kind of have like a vague idea, but I was wondering if you could kind of walk people through like, what is a powwow and, and sh- kind of share exactly what it is Yeah, I for mean, people who are kind of unclear like myself. Yeah. That's all good, man. Cause, uh, a lot of times when they, people hear these words or mm-hmm. about our culture, it's a lot of the times it's seen through and depicted through a lens that that's not of our own. It's always mm-hmm. been like Hollywood, a lot of movies, you know, TV shows, just the mainstream media. It's always when you watch ca- old cartoons, you could still see them today. Not like, you know, current cartoons, but like even like Disney or any cartoon that came from like 60s, 50s, 60s, 70s. You'll always see like the Indian as like yeah. the evil villain or like they just look, they always make them look dumb and they always make them look like savages or like, like they're lower than than the rest of the people characters, and so you know, um, getting into to, to a way to share, you know, when you ask this question, it's 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 very it's it's important too. Even if you don't know, and there's nothing wrong with not knowing, 
mm-hmm. what a powwow is. And a powwow is, is basically, it's a, it's a gathering. It's a ceremony. It's a way to bring uh, dancers together. In more of the mainstream now today, it's, it's, there's competition, just like there is in breaking. There's categories. And powwow is not necessarily the most traditional part of our culture because it also came from uh, Wild Bill. Um, which is uh, a French uh, Canadian um, that's, or only actually not French Canadian. I can't remember. I don't really know too much about Wild Bill other than knowing that uh, powwows were created from performing. At the time, um, uh, even the birth of Canada, uh, when Canada, you know, became a country, uh, Canada, the government made it illegal for for my ancestors elders for us to speak our language for us to dance for us to practice our culture our ceremonies it was against the law people yeah. would get like people would get killed people would get murdered uh they would you know there was a lot of um you know rape kidnapping um and at the time uh that era was you know the people the settlers that came here and created this country they wanted to get rid of the savages. They wanted to take the Indian out of the out of the man and make him into a, a westernized version of what they thought was fit for society. So, um, powwow culture comes from 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 also like performing for for you know settlers and 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 and, and visitors of this uh, 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 of this of this land. And so it was a way for us to still be able to. To, to dance and a lot of the dances are, are healing. It's a healing dance. It's a way to, to create hope, to show people to be proud. And when we were told that when and when and when we couldn't do it, it was just like, yeah, it was just uh, uh, powwow culture came about because uh, it started to bring people around. It gathered people uh, in a ways of like bringing community together. And, and it was more of us as native people putting on a show for, 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 for the white community, you know, I'm not saying I hope that doesn't come off the wrong way, no, but, uh, it just, I'm just telling you how it is. Yeah. 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 Um, um, but, uh, later on we adapted this into our culture because it was a way to, to celebrate, to, 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 to celebrate these dances, to celebrate ceremony, to celebrate our heritage. And, Luckily, you know, today it's not, it's not illegal, but that it's still, uh, it's still the energy exists because like I said, within, I think Canada now is celebrating it's 154th or 55 or something yeah, like this, yeah. uh, the birth, the birth of Canada. So, you know, you look back at like within those years, like the government of Canada made it illegal for us to, to do those, these things. So then when we were able to, you know, finally be considered as human beings and uh, uh, or given at least, you know, uh, some room to, to exist. Uh, of course, you know, powwow, we just, it was a way for us to just really gather and celebrate. And so if you ever get a chance to go to a powwow, you're going to see a lot of people in their, in their traditional attire, which is best known as regalia. Um, it's a, borrow, a borrowed word from royalty because when we saw, you know, royalty, uh, reference their their attire as as regalia. It it, it just it, it was it just seemed so badass to us, you know, the, the, the information that I was shared because we didn't want to. It's not a costume. A lot of t- mm-hmm. you know we think of costumes. 
the first word that comes to my mind is like you're dressing up as a pumpkin or a witch on Halloween, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? And when we put on these things, the, the, our, attire, our traditional attire, our regalia, it's, it's a representation of our spirit. It's a representation of our ancestors, of our culture. And so, and so um, yeah, when we borrowed that word, we're like, yeah, that's totally what explains what, what, this, what, what we wear is regalia. But um, if you go to a powwow, you're going to see many uh, different styles, some like grass dance, which is a style that I, that I do. There's men's traditional, there's women's traditional, there's jingle dress, there's women's fancy, and there's a lot more you know, women's, uh, men's fancy. And there's also, you know, with those styles being said, there's some of them that are more contemporary that have been created over the years. Um, but also there's many traditional styles of the dance, though, too. Uh, grass dancing being, you know, one of the, the the original traditional dance styles, though too, and women's traditional, and uh, but yeah, basically think of it like the best kind of like help people understand what a powwow is, and if you're involved in breaking, it's just like going to a b-boy jam, a break jam. Yeah. It's like yeah. gathering people to to give them a platform to to share their style, to dance their style, and, and a place to you know. So maybe win some money because even in, in powwow culture, though, or powwow, uh, mainstream powwow, we, there's prizes for top dancers and right. second place, third place, and all that stuff. But uh, right. it's basically to come down to it to kind of you know to give you you know a, a, it's ceremony, it's a gathering of, of community. Is a powwow yeah. if you ever get a chance to go. Yeah, is it uh, <clears throat> is it specific to s certain groups or is it kind of like every native group? comes and participates or or whoever's in the uh, local area or whatever yeah yeah it depends like the the uh the area you're in the territory mm -hmm. you're in because mm -hmm. if you go more west coast and i know you know you living in vancouver with uh there's also coast salish and many like i'm still like i'm still learning about my area though too and then yeah. i'm really luckily though too to be invited into those areas and learn that there's many tribes like mm -hmm. if uh, I, I don't know how to name off every single tribe out in the West, but, yeah, uh, but there's many out there that have their own practices and they have their own ceremony. You don't really see the powwow culture out there. There has been more of as, as of lately, okay. but their style of, of their culture is not like doing, you know, what you'll see out in the plains or what you'll see out in the East coast. Uh, okay. They have more like community gatherings where it's not like what you see, you know, them going around the arbor, the circle. Excuse me, sorry. Um, but uh, it depends like the area you come from or the area you live. You'll you'll see power culture thrive, but also many different, you know, many different uh, tribes are not, you know, they don't have this within the, with their practice within their ceremonies. Right, right. It's more of like families and gatherings not more like you know inviting to all other tribes mm -hmm. but you know a lot of you know there's there's many ceremonies that do bring in that tribes allow to to invite other people uh, other than just indigenous people though too even the powwow a lot of people will think that powwows are only meant for uh, indigenous people to show up to but it's it's definitely a welcoming area and about being inclusive mm -hmm. and a way to for us to share uh, the beautiful side of our culture opposed to what people will see on movies and what Hollywood right. yeah, has yeah. always depicted us as through their lens. But, uh, but yeah, mainly like, you know, power culture definitely thrives within the Plains territory all across the United States though, too. 
Um, and but if you go into like the West Coast, uh, you'll you know there's different practices. Same with even the East Coast. Um, but also, you know, they have adopted though too the the styles because it's welcoming. It's a way to for our tribes to connect, and you're gonna see different styles from different lineages though too. Mm-hmm. Different uh, whatever tribe you come from. Like I know if you go out East Coast with the the Mohawk Nation, they have what's called a smoke dance, and it's like, yo, it's like uh, it's like a form of top rock and shuffling. It's it's crazy. Like the energy behind it. If you get a chance. Uh, give it a quick young YouTube and <laughs> type in Mohawk Smoke Dance and right. you're going to see like some 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 badass styles. Nice, nice. Um, and then like uh, if you go up more north, you know, the, the Inuit people, the, they have their own style. They have their own ceremonies and gatherings and social dances that are not like powwow culture, but mm-hmm. they're in tune. You know, they're very in tune in terms of ceremony. So yeah. it just depends like what area you come from that you'll more likely be exposed to powwow culture or if you're you know in other areas where the other tribes have different ceremonies it just really depends yeah, yeah. Uh, where you're from or where area yeah. you live in um and then you mentioned yeah like <clears throat> like their gatherings and there it's about like healing right dance mm-hmm. healing through dance and i th- i think back i think it was you or it might have been uh uh angela who who shared this like quote about I dance for those who can't dance or I forget what it is I yeah. dance for those well, it's always a thing like yeah uh, when we dance we dance for those who are no, who are no longer able to dance we're speaking of our elders mm-hmm. who who have who have done their part who have paid you know their dues and, and and have danced for the people as long as they could and now you know their bones and body no longer are able allow them to dance and so we continue that 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 fire that they put out there we continue that frequency and so like we speak of like yeah we we dance for those no longer able to dance even speaking in terms of maybe the ones who fall ill or the ones who we have lost you know but then we also think about those newcomers the new people the new young ones the being the ones being born mm-hmm. uh, we dance when we dance we pray and when we pray, we dance. You know, we don't necessarily have like, uh, you know, Western culture has like churches with yeah, nothing yeah. wrong. I'm not, you know, talking about in this any kind of malice way or in any negative way. But as Indigenous people, uh, our, our ceremonies come within. It, it starts with you and how you how you build that around you. The medicine wheel. Well, I spoke of that earlier. Is it's a it's a wheel, and and in in that wheel, it it, it has a, a divide of of four different directions and each one of these directions has color and each one of them has a meaning has like animals teachings of animals teachings of of uh of the of the seasons uh of also also the nations each there's different colors also it may be separated but each each part of the the medicine wheel are all equal it's split up very equal in terms of in order to have a balanced medicine wheel you need to be able to create that medicine wheel with people from all nations. It's like mm-hmm. in hip hop. Yeah, if yeah, you're yeah. really true about hip hop uh, culture, then you know that um, that you can't, you know, leave out, you know, you can't leave out other races because uh, races yeah, because yeah. they're from different race. You know, it's mm-hmm. inclusive. Mm-hmm. And so the medicine wheel teach taught me that at a very young age, and um, I know I'm kind of like veering off the question, but uh, no, 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 that's fine. 
but these are all things that it starts with you like the the whole thing is like you build that medicine lily around you and we we speak of the main you know the four you know pillars of of the medicine wheel we speak of the uh, the mental the physical the spiritual and the emotional and these are all things that that you deal with as a human being every day some days you'll wake up and be like oh man i feel like powerful today which is the physical you know and then other days you think of like uh emotional sometimes you know your thoughts or words could be really affect you more easy you know than other days and so it's learning about how to like balance these things throughout your life and how to carry yourself, how, how to take care of yourself, but also how to treat others. It's all always comes back to that of like, of treating those, treating others how you want to be treated. And the medicine wheel teaches, teaches us that mm-hmm. in ways to like build that community around you. You start in the middle. If you think of a circle, you're the middle and you, you build that, that, that circle around you, those strengths. It's like, Mm. you know meeting your really good people really good friends and building good friendships you know good relationships with people and you surround yourself with good like other like-minded people that that want also you know to do the same things as you like create community or just love music you know mm-hmm. and so this is something i always try to embody you know uh, i continue to like embody into my work uh how i dance you know my concepts even in like you know dance patterns there's the, the medicine wheel teaches us that as well mm-hmm. um and just directions you know thinking in like circular emotions if you're if you're a b-boy b-girl you you break you definitely know about circular circular thinking is about you know going one way going the other creating a pattern over here doing that pattern over there you know so 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 it was things like that that just really that uh i just see the parallels within and then um, going to going back to your question, like you know, when we dance, we think of we always try to think of those, you know, our loved ones, you know, even their loved ones, you know, the, our friends and their families, and just co- continuously practicing um, putting out good energy, putting out you know more love than there is hate, you know, because mm-hmm. as Indigenous people, <laughs> the first meeting of contact, we definitely felt a lot of hate, even though like uh, uh, we put out a lot of love. It's like taking it, being taken advantage of, you know, so, so, you know, going into that history, but, you know, fast forwarding again, your question, it's like, it's really important for us to, as indigenous people, when we do our ceremonies, when we do our dances is to think of, you know, those that, you know, don't have it necessarily as good, uh, as us being able to dance. It's a privilege to dance. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like to have the full function of your body Mm -hmm. and to be able to hear music, to, to feel music. It's a, it's a huge privilege so we know we always like you know humble ourselves and bring us back to like that that energy of like um you know putting out putting out positive energies you know <clears throat> yeah yeah um shoot i lost my train of thought my girlfriend just <laughs> walked in so um yeah yeah oh that's what i was gonna say like kind of Going back a bit, you know, you were talking about, um, yeah, like when you first got introduced to hip hop and, uh, you know, some of the people like your relatives or in your community, they were kind of like, why do you want to be black and this kind of thing. And you mentioned that like, um, you sort of like realize that, you know, indigenous people have been doing this just in a different, it's been a different form. like 
you're and that got me thinking about like just sort of humans in general i guess it's like we're all kind of doing the same things it's just they manifest in different ways right mm -hmm. and at different times and stuff and and i don't know i thought that was just an interesting thought that I yeah to i share that because like you know current times and you see like uh a lot of a lot of discussions of like you know we i definitely salute and acknowledge that the black community definitely helped build the foundation, you know, not just the black community, but also the Latin community. But then as indigenous person, like I just, I just, I feel like we, we have been at that table though too, is since, mm -hmm. since the beginning of time as well. Cause there's yeah. also, you know, there's these talks of like people being visitors to hip hop and, you know, I could agree with some of those talks, <clears throat> but uh, as an indigenous person and knowing that, you know, our culture has been an influence on, on hip hop than just being like, yeah, I want to acknowledge like the black, the Latin community as well, but but as well as just show like we have contributed to this to this culture as well. Mm -hmm. And not some kind of competition either. You know, it's not mm -hmm. like, you know, this 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 race is better than the other others, yeah, yeah, but yeah. but it's definitely important to acknowledge the roots mm -hmm. and like, you know, where the music came from, uh, who the pioneers that helped pave the way. And so um and for me, hip hop was a challenge. It brought me, it brought me from being this rebellious teen where I didn't want to be native at one point in my life. I didn't want to be Vietnamese because of like you know kids say the most horrible things when you're growing yeah. up. Yeah. And uh, it definitely gave me thick skin. Uh, it taught me to have thick skin growing up though too. But also, you know, I'm emo I, I could definitely identify as like this emotional, this emotional kid though too that just wanted to f like I wanted to belong somewhere, you know. And so. Um, hip hop, when I rebelled from wanting to be involved into my culture, like everything that my mom, mom taught me and what she exposed me to, I was like, yeah, I don't want to be native. I, like that, that, that's whack to me because mm. I don't want to be picked on for my own family because I'm not native enough or I'm not Vietnamese enough or, or, or I'm not, you know, I'm not hundred percent. So, so when I got into hip hop, it was basically hip hop challenged me to be like, why do you do what you do? Why did why do you like hip hop? Why do you do why do you dance? What's the purpose of you dancing? Why do you like breaking so much? Mm. And that was a constant question that was always in the back of my head that what hip hop gave me, what hip hop challenged me to do, which, you know, seeing the black community, how they thrived and how they're able to have their voice and have their styles, like, man, you just look at like like Soul Train. That was like you, you cannot you cannot deny the styles and funk and the influences of what the black community has upon the whole entire world, you know? Yeah, yeah. So watching things like that, being influenced by things like that, automatically I just just I just came up with this question that felt that was being asked from me, from the black community, from Latin community, from hip hop community, was like, All right, that's cool you do with this this thing called hip hop, but why do you really do it? Mm -hmm. And it took me a while. It took me a while, though, too, to really, really answer that question. And then it comes back to being reconnected with my culture because at one point I wanted nothing to do with it. I was submerged into it. I was heavily involved, like with my my late ma taking me to ceremonies and all that. And then my rebellious years, I didn't want to have nothing to do with that anymore. And then when I got introduced to hip hop, it was like, "What are you? Wh who are you? Wh where do you come from? What's mm -hmm. your roots? What's your lineage?" And it was just like, boom, a big explosion in my head was like, 
it's always been there. It's like the if you ever I'm sure you read the Alchemist book in school. I haven't, but or no, I didn't. But I've I heard well, about good. it. It's yeah, a, yeah. it's not that big of a book, and I definitely you know <laughs> I recommend it because it definitely like it 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 this reference it's like alchemy the alchemist uh, kind of summarized the book it's a young man who is in his community and he wants to do something more he wants to be able to like find his purpose his reason his like why does he exist and how can he like do more to help his community mm-hmm. and so he goes on this journey where he travels far and wide and tries to learn, learn all this information. He's trying to find this one thing to give him like purpose, to help him understand his purpose in life. And he doesn't find it until he goes back home, he mm. until he goes right back home. Yeah. And it's been there the entire time. I mean, it was good that he traveled far and wide, but really it was right then and there. But that experience though too, it goes to, to say that it's really good to travel and get mm-hmm. that experience. Yeah. But, uh, but a lot Listen, of times, yeah that that thing that we seek is literally it's always been in front of you and so for me why i reference that is because my culture has always been there it's always like what my mom exposed me to uh what i was involved in as a young as a young as a young boy so so it was just like when uh, hip-hop came it was like a big like good bam smacker you know back of the head the most positive way yeah yeah and being like it's been here bro like mm-hmm. you are, this is you. This you're not. You're not trying to be black. You're not trying to be something that you're not. And um, words like that are just you know sometimes or people say things like that to try to harm you. And a lot of times you know when people say thing, these things or chirp you sometimes it comes from you know hurt people, hurt other people. So mm-hmm. and a lot of my community we come from a lot of hurt and a lot mm-hmm. of hate. And we still struggle with struggle with this today, and so that's why we have our ceremonies. That's why we have our dances to to overcome uh, these these ide- ideologies that we were given, you know, through Western culture. And a lot of our practices uh, are um, not forgotten, but or uh, or not lost, I would say, but definitely kind of distracted, you know, because mm-hmm. there's so, there's so much things that could distract you uh, in this world when, when you're trying to like. Tone, like tune into some like a frequency that you're like I really want to like it's like going into a, a radio station I know there's probably a lot of kids out there that don't have to tune in and turn a dial for the radio like, station what's a radio <laughs> yeah yeah but uh, yeah. it's like a frequency it's like it, it, you don't really get it fully until you kind of like dial it in and finally you get the the full like you know sound mm-hmm. and like you could hear it clearly you know yeah so so it's just like yeah just having that in mind and the more i learned about hip-hop then i could find i finally to this day i'm able to answer that question like or if anybody tells me like yo you're trying to be black and it's like well actually no Mm. i mean the black community has been a big influence on me and i and i i pay homage to that i I acknowledge that anytime i i share my story through hip-hop but uh it's also allowed me to be indigenous it's allowed me to to acknowledge my my both my heritage heritages you know (laughs) my my late mom is from Goodfish Lake, First Nations, right from here, Treaty Six, and my dad's a, a refugee from from Vietnam. He, he escaped the war, mm-hmm. so like both both of my heritages, you know, come from oppression, and also our colonizers are have been the French people. You know, not, I have nothing against with French people, but yeah. just That's sharing just that history, history, right? Yeah, yeah. 
but it's just like thinking about that and like how you know those two people met and then you know where I'm at it's like uh, I just knew the more I was involved in hip hop that I wanted to learn about all this where my mm -hmm. lineage comes from mm -hmm. you know where my pops comes from where my mom's comes from and what drives me to like continue to dance and it's yeah. and in our dance it's storytelling it's a way to tell our story everybody has a story we just we all tell it in different ways we'll tell it through dance tell it through art you know tell it through music you know there's many different mediums to to share your story mm -hmm. and we're all equal you know mm -hmm. the, the when it comes down to everything i really really uh the core values of the medicine wheel i always when i think of hip-hop automatically the medicine wheel is right there for me so yeah so yeah man that's just like <laughs> that's my brain <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah like just throughout this whole talk and i i kind of think about this sort of thing a lot in recent years you know this kind of like uh there's like biological evolution and there's cultural evolution too and like things that are things that are going to persist like you, you can try and kill something but if it's meant to stick around if it's serving some purpose and it's benefiting people cult, like let's say cultural for for example like if those things make sense they're going to stick around no matter what like they're they're going to find a way to to persist like you say whether it comes through I don't know, like hip hop or, you know, powwow and adapting things into a new context or something. Or, and I think about this too with like the, this is kind of like segueing, I guess, into things like uh, a tribe called Red and this, you know, you were touring with them and they're, they're blending their culture with sort of newer sounds and newer, and just kind of experimenting experimenting and stuff like that but you know like the the cultural roots are, are persisting and 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 moving on and moving in maybe slightly different directions from where it was like years ago but it's still like a core values core essences like you talk about medicine wheel and that's like a very traditional thing but it's stuck with you right it meant mm -hmm. something to you so like you're passing that on like there's a reason that it's going to persist and it's going to move on and that kind of thing um but yeah like touching on that uh tribe called tribe called red uh yep. kind of experience Do you, can you can you talk a little bit about that that's a really cool thing that i thought happened in the last in recent years yeah yeah like uh yeah since since the the birth of tribe called red that was something i was you know always seeking as well is like finding natives that were into this frequency in a way to like to not just be like the Indian in the cupboard or, or like the stereotypical, mm -hmm. like what you see on Hollywood, the Indian with like the feathers in the hair and, and, and running around a fire, the whole like, whoa, 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 whoa. like we don't do that, first yeah, of all. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> these are things that, that, uh, that, uh, that I just like was like, I was waiting for, you know, like mm -hmm. I knew there was, there's also the protocol of our culture though too. So if you look back at like 15, 20 years ago, and if you told people this, they'd be like, you're crazy. That's totally like against our culture. We don't, we don't do that here. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, it's like, uh, uh, Black Panthers, like <laughs> we don't, we don't do that here, you know? So, <laughs> okay. but, uh, as culture is, you know, the evolution and also how we progressed and, and ways to like engage, mm -hmm. it just made sense that 
tribe called Red would would be birthed in the way that they have. Uh, to quote uh, Bear, uh, uh, one of the main uh, members of Tribe Called Red, um, he he talks in his um, in interviews about like it just it just made sense. It's powwow music is dance music, and electronic music is dance music. So you're you're putting dance music together with dance music, and it just it just worked. It clicked. It's just. It just like it was like a complement each other's complement, you know, both styles very well, and it was something that I think many people longed for because um, whether you're like you know, so a lot of people are not connected with their culture because of displacement of like, uh, especially because of um, the residential schools of you know the outlawing of our culture and our practices. But uh, even like going into foster care, you know, I was in mm -hmm. foster care for the longest time though too, and mm -hmm. and not connected with my culture. So so when I got that connection back, it was when I was back with my family. But um, but there's a lot of people out there who are not connected to their culture because maybe being um, being adopted or or just maybe lost in the system, and then they just mm -hmm. never had those those resources. And yeah. so a lot of these people felt feel ashamed or or feel uncomfortable learning their culture. And so there needed to be this energy to open up a door for, to allow people to be proud, to like, to want to know, to want to be involved, to want to like dance, to want to, to smudge or, 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 or be involved in ceremony. And so, so it was happening more and more. And I, I think like there was definitely other artists that were starting to do this, but it wasn't as accepted as before. But then when Tribe, you know, blew up, like 2009, 10, it was like, yep, this is, this is it. This is what needs to happen. This is a way for, to show people that, you know, what, how Hollywood depicts us, how they show us in cartoons and movies, that we're not the villain. We're not the, we're not the, the savages that we're put out to be. We're not, we're not like dumb people. We're intelligent, man. Like we're, we have, we have teachings like, that that go far beyond you know what 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 people are taught in schools you know mm -hmm. so so it was a way for to be proud to be indigenous whether you lived on reserve or you lived off reserve and so when that happened i just like i wanted to be a part of a tribe called red i was like yo i need to meet these natives i need to like i need to get put down like what do i gotta do you know <laughs> so um uh, yeah, years later, you know, like I would say, even like the birth of, of them, it was really dope because they definitely, uh, they created off a party. They just wanted to have a space for indigenous people to have a safe space to, to party, to have a good time. Because a lot of times, you know, uh, you go out to, if you try to go out to a club and I show my ID that tells people like my government issued card that says Indian status and it's government issued. It should be allowed everywhere as a form of ID. We're always discriminated against on. It would always be like, they'd look at your card and be like, they just give you that look. Oh, you're an Indian. Uh, yeah, we're not going to let you in. Sorry, man. You need three pieces of ID. And you're like, yeah. what? Who carries three pieces of ID? <clears throat> and then, then, of course, you know, we would start, you know, getting three pieces of ID. We'd show them three pieces of ID. Oh, sorry, you need five now. And you're like, okay, whatever. But... So going back to like trying to create a safe space. So we didn't want to have to deal with all these other mainstream clubs. What, what tribe has, you know, created, they want to create a safe space 
for natives just to have fun, listen to music, party, you know? But also it was inclusive. It invited everybody. But it was a space definitely created for indigenous folk to be like, yo, here's a club for y'all to, 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 to have a fun time. Get lit mm -hmm. or be in company, good company, you know? Not all natives drink, so some of them would just show up for a place to like listen to music, you know? Some people yeah, yeah. want to get lit, you know what I mean? So that's a human being thing. Mm -hmm. So Tribe really knew that uh, they wanted to create this space and have a dope party, you know, as everybody wants to throw a dope jam, you know? So they're, they're remembered for gathering a dope, a dope place and, and putting something cool together, you know? Yeah. And with that being said, they started to realize that they had a bigger responsibility because they started to see that not only were they just creating a, a, a safe space, but now they're becoming role models for our indigenous people. And, and being that influence of being like, wow, it's, it, it's cool to be native. It's actually really, you could be proud to be native. You don't have to like be ashamed. And so it created this energy for people, allowed them to be a modern indigenous person. They could, you, just because you're indigenous doesn't mean that you can't be a lawyer, or you can't be a, a, a doctor, or you can't be a, you know, you can't be a, mm -hmm. An athlete, whatever. you know, whatever, yeah, you whatever, you know. But a lot of discrimination there was always, you know, that would come with people in their minds or what's passed down from them from their parents, you know, because that's that's not that's not you're not born with that, you know, you're not born with that that view, you know, you're taught that throughout mm -hmm. time, especially where you come from, or if you're if you're told that native people are are savages and they're gonna rob you and they're gonna hurt you or they're gonna steal from you. All your life and then when when you finally get to meet a native person you're gonna have that view like oh you're gonna be terrified some you know so so it was a way for for to break down those barriers to break those stereotypes mm -hmm. and show people that yeah man <laughs> we as native people we could be anything man it doesn't yeah, we yeah. don't have to have feathers in our hair to be native but yeah. at the same time that is part of our culture where mm -hmm. We have regalia that represents our spirit, you know. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's been an amazing journey because I just joined them the past four or five years. I was able to DJ. They invited me to one of their their parties that happened that originated in Ottawa called Electric Powwow, and that was like, yo, like I can't believe they invited me. Like it just it just really gave me hope to like that I could also contribute to this to this energy and this whole movement of like. Of, of powwow culture mixed with electronic music and so so then yeah four or five years ago um i happened to be in between jobs and they invited me my my sister Ange, uh she was already dancing with them and mm. was like yo they need another dancer they have room for another dancer you want to come on board and i'm like heck yeah and uh, <laughs> at that time um i started dancing I got my first regalia gifted through uh, Evia, the late Evia Romero, which she just actually recently passed away, rest in peace, is uh, she gifted me my regalia because uh, my brother Sage, her son, uh, told her the news about my mom passing away, which has been about nine, nine years now. And that was my journey that got me into to reconnecting with my traditional dance is because my mom Dukes passed away and I just felt like I needed to carry that fire that she gave me. And then also gave me more reason to like continue breaking though too, because that connection of, of both cultures coming together. Mm -hmm. um, and then, uh, yeah, Tribe was like, hey man, you wanna come on the road and, and perform and, 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 and travel with us? So I was like, freak yeah, heck yeah, let's do this, man. 
And then, uh, yeah, just dancing with them just, just showed me that, yeah, I also had a huge responsibility of, of inspiring our, our young, our young, our young, uh, our young ones out there, our youth to empower them, to, to show them that it's okay to have long hair, to have braids, you know, it's okay to, to have regalia, to, 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 to speak with an accent, a indigenous accent, you know, or come from the reserve or, or, or if you come from the city, you know, you shouldn't be ashamed to be indigenous. So I knew that, you know, dancing with them was more than performing, more than just being on the road and touring. It was really about like being that light for other, you know, indigenous youth people, you know, everybody, even, even people that are not indigenous to show them, you know, how beautiful our culture is and and also to challenge them to be like yo where do you come from and you should be proud of where you're come from and let's come together this is this is this is basically you know putting the medicine wheel into real life you know mm -hmm. putting it into practice and so then yeah being on those stages just showed me that there was much more purpose than to just perform or or battle or try to be better than the next dancer you know it was about trying to like continuing to put out more love out there than there is hate and mm -hmm. and i felt that i've seen young natives being front row eyes like bomb like <laughs> and then just me being like impacted being like i mean there's been times where i've like have to go backstage and you know i'm starting to tear up because because mm -hmm. i see myself in a lot of these youth and and i wish i had that growing up you know i don't share the whole story uh, of the hip-hop thing because I mean, not cuz, but, you know, in between all that hip hop, there's also my influence of gang culture, though, too. Mm -hmm. A lot of uh, growing up, uh, if you weren't protected and if you were walking in certain neighborhoods, <laughs> chances are you're about to get lynched and get robbed. And, uh, you know, some some people have lost their lives in, in those cer certain situations. So uh, <clears throat> I definitely learned about gang culture. Uh, I was involved definitely with my family. Uh, I got into, you know, the wrong kind of crowd and thought I needed to like slang drugs and be this gangster. And so hip hop, you know, as cliche as it sounds, and a lot of people have this story and it's the truth. Mm -hmm. Hip hop, mm -hmm. hip hop saved our lives, man. Mm -hmm. It helped me not, you know, continue down the destructive path where I was poisoning people, you know? Um, I didn't share that earlier because I felt maybe, you know, I didn't want to get too, too negative, but I think now that you, you know, it's kind of activated that. So to, to share yeah. that because, yeah it's an important part to share because, um, yeah, that was my influence, man. Like I, I had positive role models, but also had a lot of toxic people in my life, but that was survival though, too. That was a way of mm -hmm. surviving. Mm -hmm. uh, if you didn't know how to survive, then these are tools that we were, you know, we had in the streets. So I come from that street culture though, too. So knowing that and knowing where I come from and where I'm at today, I still like, you know, I, 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 I still share that to show people that overcoming, you know, those, that background, that history or those influences and, and finding something positive like hip hop to help me be who I am. It, it mm -hmm. didn't like hip hop is not my identity. It's not like if hip hop ends, it's not gonna, it's not gonna end my life. I'm still gonna be me. I'm still gonna be Matthew. I'm still gonna be Matthew Wood. I'm still gonna be creation. Um, I'm still gonna be a human being. I'm still gonna have the teachings of my people, you know, but uh, but hip hop is more of like for me a tool to, to 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 help engage and to help empower other people that are also going through difficult times or or have 
surrounded by these kind of the the toxic community that that I grew up with. But at the same time, I say toxic community, but but it's also it was also a, a, a caring community. It gave me it gave me safety at the time though too. But knowing that where it would lead me lead me, that where it would would have led me, then yeah, I'm glad that hip hop was a part of that that part of my story to like get away from that lifestyle because mm -hmm. if you were if you were a b-boy learning about hip-hop since the 90s then you know about gang culture you know about you know people slanging drugs you know you know about hustling you know you know about that street life that was most of the original b-boys that you we hold highly up there all come from that life man so yeah. so they come from that story so i think it's really important to share that because it just shows like resiliency it shows it shows perseverance it shows that you can come from nothing and make it into something you know mm -hmm. damn uh i think <laughs> that's maybe a good spot to i've been saying this lately like maybe put a bookmark in this because there's so much more stuff that um i want to talk about but you know just time and <laughs> everything yeah man um so I'm always down to come back bro like uh, yeah. ever since started seeing you do these i was like oh dope i this this native's on the right track and i really <laughs> I, I really uh, uh not to say that you were on the wrong, wrong track before <laughs> but it's just dope to see uh people that you know i've been exposed to like your crew filthy feet that was like one of the other first crews too that i was exposed to traveling and also a, a rival you know like uh edmonton and vancouver and, mm -hmm. and we had the whole like you know Vancouver was like, yo, I, I'm, we're the best. So it's like it was always for us to be like, yo, let's let's roll through these guys' territory yeah, and yeah, give yeah. them a run for their money, you know? So yeah. that energy and to see, you know, such as yourself, and I know we haven't haven't kicked it uh, throughout the years, but I've always stayed in contact through social media. Just seeing, you know, it's really dope to see people that you've met to continue their passion and continue to love what they do and that's something I've always seen through your dance moves. I'm not trying to gas you here. There's no gas. I'm not trying to gas you, bro. But uh, just something I, I've always noticed and why why we're still, you know, we're still in contact, why we're friends, yeah, you know? Yeah, so yeah. I just love seeing people, like, continue doing what they do, even if it's not hip-hop, you know? But if it if it's hip-hop, if it is hip-hop, even more bonus because it's, like, mm -hmm. it's just really dope to see people strive and find ways to keep continuing their story and also mm -hmm. you know with this platform you're helping people hear other people's stories you know and this this is the medicine wheel live and direct bro like you're practicing <laughs> yeah. it without you even knowing it you know what yeah I mean? exactly exactly um really really appreciate you taking the time to just like share your thoughts and your experiences and and stuff like that so it's really really interesting for me and i hope that everyone watching and listening they they took something from it, some inspiration or whatever, like you, yeah, it was yeah. just well, a good time <laughs> to listen to. Let me add one quick thing. Cause I, I want to acknowledge my brothers because I totally, you know, my mind just running with the questions you gave me mm. is, uh, you know, I did mention Q rock, but then later on, you know, with the connection of ready to rock, uh, being in that crew, um, uh, my family is, uh, that connection right there led me to, to meet Q rock uh with the dance and and trying to find that frequency which also led me to meet uh floor phantom and these 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 two are the ones who coined the term grass rocks mm. you know, uh taking grass dance and rocking and, and creating a style 
within the dance where it's a way where we're not trying to reinvent, but it's a way to contribute towards hip hop culture and the dance that everybody knows, like rock dance mm-hmm. and breaking. So mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. two another huge influences that uh, have helped me to develop, develop, continue to develop my style. And I'm, I'm very grateful to be invited into, into a family like that. Right, right. Yeah, more people for for people to research and, and check out and and just, yeah, see some cool. Experience the culture. That's a big part. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah, man. Again, thank yeah. you so much. Uh, uh, it means I'm very grateful for you in Cree. Uh, I'm thankful, thankful for, for this time. Uh, I mean, you, you're waking up early, I'm sure. I know it's t- different time zones, but uh, but yeah, man, I just uh, very thankful to, to just to be here in this this the virtual the virtual realm and to share. And um, once uh, hopefully, you know, I'm sure we'll get past this. And uh, Japan is uh, already on my number one list to, to get back to because a lot of my 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 family's from there too. We got the ready to rock Japan out there too yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, there's a big contingency out here. Yeah, um, and yeah, I I saw that you were like coming that one time to Fukuoka and like just didn't work out. I was trying all to, good, man. I was, I all was good. Trying to make it up. But yeah, yeah, yeah. In due time. In due yeah, time, bro. Exactly. Um, so many years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, we'll just put a bookmark in it. Hopefully we can get another chat and just get into a whole bunch of other stuff that you've got to share and that I wanted to yeah, man. ask about. Like we only touched on dance. Like I didn't even really get into DJing and all that. But, yeah, exactly. You know, right. Another chapter, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Chapter. So we'll do it again sometime. All right. Yeah. Uh, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you. Creation. Thank you to your whole history and everything that you shared. And, uh, we'll catch you next time. All right, everybody. Peace. Thanks everyone for listening. If you like what you heard, please consider supporting on my Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash RazzyF2. That's R-A-Z-Z-Y-F-2. This also goes towards supporting my YouTube channel where I make tutorials and discussion videos. And you can find that at www.youtube.com slash RazzyF2, R-A-Z-Z-Y-F-2. Supporting on Patreon puts your name in the credits of the videos as a supporter, gives you access to a private Discord server where you can connect with fellow members, and gives you access to the full video versions of each podcast. I also offer private coaching there, so if that's something you're interested in, it's available. Once again, thank you for listening, and look forward to the next one. Peace. Peace.